0: chapter ten of finding a way out an autobiography by robert r moton this librivox recording is in the public domain at tuskegee many friends and newspapers too urged me to make a statement with regard to my future work at tuskegee institute the people generally especially the southern people were anxious to know whether there would be any change in the policies of the institute accordingly i thought that the inauguration at tuskegee institute would be an appropriate occasion to set forth my attitude and views concerning those phases of the work in which the public was most interested of course i realized that the hundreds of interested people who assembled here for the commencement and inauguration came largely because of their interest in tuskegee institute and because they wanted to see and hear the man who was to succeed dr washington mr lowe the chairman and mr campbell the vice-president were both away because of illness and mr william g wilcox a member of the board presided in their stead among the speakers for the occasion were his excellency governor charles henderson of alabama dr frissel of hampton institute and president h t keeling of western university quindaro kansas representing the south the north and the negro and reflecting in their words and the kindly interest of the three elements upon whose cooperation the tuskegee institute has been built up my own address which follows sets forth what had been frequently and urgently requested of me from many parts of the country cooperation and consecration at a time when racial misunderstandings and sectional strife resulting from the civil war and subsequent reconstruction had reached an acute stage when well-meaning men were trying to find an adequate method of racial readjustment a southern white man and one who had strong southern feelings who saw the great need of the negro here in alabama and the south and who was filled with an earnest desire to help him wrote to a northern white man with equally as strong northern feelings inquiring if a colored man could be sent to tuskegee to begin a work similar in plan and purpose to that which had been started at hampton a type of education which was at that time not only woefully misunderstood but bitterly opposed by many of the leading men of the negro race on that day in july eighteen eighty one when the modest quiet unassuming young man booker t washington reported with a letter from general armstrong his former teacher and was cordially received and welcomed to this community by mr george w campbell then it was that a form of cooperation began the scope and effectiveness of which were destined to command the respect and admiration not only of this country but also of the entire civilized world here met the three elements the north the south and the negro the three elements that must be taken into account in any genuinely satisfactory adjustment of race relations it was natural for white men to be considered as important factors in any and all adjustments and problems whether civic business educational or otherwise up to this time the negro had usually been the problem and not regarded as an element worthy of serious consideration so far as any first-hand contribution was concerned that he could make toward the solution of any large social question these two men representing the two extremes of sectional sentiment mr campbell a former slave-owner the south and general armstrong a former officer in the federal army the north both broad in sympathy and wise in judgment and entirely void of any selfish motives both actuated by a sincere desire to reunite the nation in spirit and purpose as well as in law and lineage both patriotic american citizens these two gentlemen united their forces for the primary object of lifting the burden of ignorance and all the consequences resulting therefrom in the south Mr. Campbell wanted a Negro to undertake the work, and General Armstrong knew of at least one Negro, Booker Washington, who could do the work. These three men, in a united purpose for the common good of humanity, began a cooperation, which has been strikingly characteristic of Tuskegee Institute, and a cooperation vitally necessary in the promotion of any successful work, for the permanent betterment of the negro race in our country the tuskegee school from the very beginning has had a moral and material support and backing from mr campbell and other white people in this community without which this institution would have been impossible no one knew and appreciated this fact more than did dr washington and no one could have been more grateful than he was for it There were also colored men who stood by the founder of tuskegee institute in those early days in his autobiography up from slavery dr washington fittingly says in the midst of all the difficulties which i encountered in getting the little school started and since then through a period of nineteen years there are two men among all the many friends of the school in tuskegee upon whom i have depended constantly for advice and guidance and the success of the undertaking is largely due to these men from whom i have never sought anything in vain i mention them simply as types one is a white man and an ex slaveholder mr george w campbell the other is a black man and an ex-slave mr lewis adams i do not know two men whose advice and judgment I would feel more like following in anything that concerns the life and development of this school than that of these two men needless to say mr wright w campbell has stood by dr washington and the school with the same devotion and sacrifice as did his noble father i might mention also such men as mr hare and scores of the other white and colored people in this county and state who were also very kind sympathetic and generous in those early days of the school and i am glad to state that they are equally as sympathetic to-day the experimental seed of this new cooperation which was planted in eighteen eighty one by mr campbell and which during thirty-four years was so wisely patiently and devotedly nurtured by dr washington has grown into a substantial reality in successful racial cooperation and helpfulness here at tuskegee it has far exceeded the most sanguine expectations of our most hopeful friends of fifty years ago this unselfish working together of the white and colored race was truly of very great importance but it was of equal importance to prove what was at that time very seriously doubted whether there could be developed within the negro race any forceful unemotional business like, harmonious working together this was a mooted question and one about which there was much real though often kindly and sympathetic skepticism even among our own people dr washington believing as he always did in the possibilities of this race set out to prove that negroes could work together and under negro leadership too in educational as well as in business organizations the success which those who composed the membership of the national negro business league as well as many others outside the league have had was to him a reward of genuine satisfaction for his unfaltering faith in his people while he always sought the advice criticism and help of the white race he drew the colour line when it came to the actual work of the institution how well he succeeded is too evident for comment these grounds and buildings the consecrated lives and work of the men and women whom he gathered about him are eloquent and convincing evidence of the wisdom of his course i think now of such workers as mr lewis adams mr r h hamilton and mrs adela h logan who like our great leader have conquered in the fight we have with us still such faithful workers as mr warren logan mr john h washington and mr c w green who were willing with dr washington to bear the burden and heat of those early days these with many others of the pioneer as well as the present-day workers because of their services and sacrifice have made possible the tuskegee institute of today not merely the grounds and buildings not even this splendid body of students but transcendingly more significant and beautiful they gave us the tuskegee spirit the spirit of cooperation and consecration that spirit was not and it could not be confined to this campus it is equally manifest in the lives and work of the thousands of graduates and former students of the institute such as mr william j edwards mr w h holtzclaw mr edgar a long and miss cornelia bowen who are but types of hundreds of others they like our great teacher are working earnestly to bring about a clearer and better understanding between the races hastening that far-off divine event toward which the whole creation moves dr washington's ideas of education appeared so simple so unconventional and even so unacademic so vastly different from what had previously been expected of an educational institution that he was often misunderstood his methods and motives were candidly questioned in some quarters by some honest people especially by members of his own race this feeling took such form as would have discouraged and hampered an ordinary man but with dr washington who was truly a prophet and a seer such opposition served only as a spur to greater and more persistent efforts when it was said that he did not approve of higher education for the negro he was at that time giving employment here to more negroes with college training than any other single institution in the land the fact that he was a trustee of both howard and fisk universities shows that he was in accord with such work education was to him the means only and not the end the end was life the life of the ignorant poverty-stricken negro who was earnestly longing for a chance dr washington cared little about the kind of education the negro received but he was exceedingly anxious that it should be thorough and well suited to his reasonably immediate needs the truth is the need of industry and skill of honesty and efficiency the lack of land and decent homes the imperative necessity for better methods of farming together with a woeful lack of morality which was prevalent among many of the untrained millions of negroes all this made such a strong appeal that any system of education which did not offer immediate relief for these masses made comparatively little impression on him dr washington worked out a plan of education which showed that the training of the hand should strengthen and supplement the mental and moral activities especially of those who were fitting themselves for leadership this system of all-round education for larger service which was so effectively carried on under his direction has been so productive of good results that it has attracted the attention and respect of educators the world over he worked out here a system of correlation of work and study of industrial and academic instruction as complete and as satisfactory as could probably be found anywhere important and satisfactory as this system was however the spirit back of it was of infinitely greater importance it was the spirit of cooperation between the colored workers in the school and the white citizens outside of the school and a consecration for the relief of mankind everywhere whether in macon county the state of alabama or in the nation no greater or more serious responsibility was ever placed upon the negro than is left us here at tuskegee the importance of the work and the gravity of the duty that has been assigned the principal the officers and the teachers in forwarding this work cannot be overestimated but along with the responsibility and difficulties we have a rare opportunity one almost to be envied an opportunity to help in the solution of a great problem the human problem of race not merely changing the modes of life and the ideals of a race but of almost equal importance changing the ideas of other races regarding that race let us keep in mind the fact that while the outlook was never more hopeful the negro problem is not yet solved true there are many people who thoroughly believe in negro education but we must remember that there are also many honest sincere white people who are still doubtful as to the wisdom of educating the colored man we can and we must convince that class of people that negro education from every point of view is worth while while there is great encouragement in the fact that seventy per cent of the negro population can read and write it is not safe to assume that seventy per cent of the negro race are really and truly educated our progress in this country has been wonderful and we have every reason for rejoicing but ignorance shiftlessness disease inefficiency and crime are still prevalent among our people color and conduct still count in this question but let us remember friends that conduct counts a great deal more than color general armstrong dr washington and dr frissel with the support and influence of such southern men as mr campbell have shown us the way out have shown us how these perplexing questions may be met and solved if we follow the course mapped out here we shall have the hearty cooperation and support of as distinguished as wise as unselfish and as devoted a body of men as is to be found anywhere in this land i refer to the board of trustees of this institution not only so but we will have also the cordial help and sympathy of the white and colored people of this state from his excellency governor henderson and superintendent fegan both of whom honor this occasion by their presence down to the humblest citizen this whole country too will stand by us if we are wise sincere and unselfish i repeat our responsibility is tremendous and our opportunity is great we should measure up to our responsibilities and our opportunities and we can do it not by arrogant self-seeking not by bluff sham or bombast not by flippant fault-finding not by shrinking at difficulty or shirking duty not by the cherishing of prejudice against white men or black men can the tuskegee institute live and prosper and serve in order that this institution shall continue to carry forward the ideals of its great founder in order that it shall not cease to render large service to humankind in order that we shall keep the respect and confidence of the people of this land we must first every one of us principal officers teachers graduates and students use every opportunity and strive in every reasonable way to develop and strengthen between white and black people north and south that unselfish cooperation which has characterized the tuskegee institute from its beginning second we must patiently and persistently and in the spirit of unselfish devotion follow the methods of education which in this school have been so distinctive so unique and so helpful third we must consecrate and reconsecrate our lives to this work as instruments in god's hands for the training of black men and women for service in whatever capacity or in whatever locality they may find a human need for there must be no cantankerousness here we must all work absolutely together in his last talk from this platform dr washington spoke on the value and imports of team work he urged that officers teachers and students in every department and in every phase of the work should cultivate more than ever before teamwork emphasizing the necessity of this vital essential of the school's success if teamwork my friends was necessary in this school under the leadership of dr washington how much more imperative the necessity is now inasmuch as we have not the help An inspiration of his strong words and visible presence if we are to be true to this great and sacred trust if we are to carry out the aims and purposes of booker t washington the founder of this institution we must each cherish and maintain the spirit which has always permeated the life and work of this place the spirit of self-forgetfulness the spirit of service and sacrifice the tuskegee spirit the spirit of cooperation and of consecration it is only in this spirit that the tuskegee normal and industrial institute can continue to render service to our people to our state to our country i cannot more fittingly or forcibly close these remarks than with the use of the following words from dr washington's last sunday evening talk we want to have teamwork," he said not only in the direction to which i have referred but most of all highest of all we want to have team-work in our spiritual life in our religious life in the prayer-meeting in the preaching service in every devotional exercise we can get it by each one forgetting his own personal ambitions forgetting selfishness forgetting all that stands in the way of perfect team-work i was very pleasantly impressed on this occasion by the deep and sympathetic interest of the alumni of the institute which was indicated by the presence of groups representing various classes which came from many sections of the country i recall among others a special party from chicago headed by mr claude a Barnett of the class of nineteen o six which brought besides many alumni from that city a large number of distinguished colored people from the northwest it was also gratifying to have present on this occasion a large party from virginia composed largely of men and women with whom i had been associated for many years in various movements affecting the life and interests of the colored people of the state i was very much surprised when in the midst of the exercises, president john m gandy of petersburg in behalf of the group presented me with a loving cup in token of their good wishes and esteem it was reassuring to receive in connection with this event various letters and telegrams from men and women in the south both white and colored who gave me assurance of good will towards the work of tuskegee and cordial cooperation and support of my own efforts in connection therewith his excellency governor charles henderson was especially cordial in his welcome to the state of alabama and pledged his support and the continued interest of the white and colored people of the state in the work being carried on at tuskegee institute we have followed closely the policies of dr washington there have of necessity been some changes and some reorganization this was to be expected but there have been fewer changes than might have been expected under the circumstances dr washington was a man unique in method as well as personality i had supposed that any one succeeding him would find it necessary to devise plans and methods better adapted to his own capacities and temperament the fact is i soon found that he had constructed a working organization that was remarkably simple and equally effective in its operations an organization that sometimes seemed to function as well in the absence of the principal as when he was present it was this in fact that enabled dr washington and enables the present principal to spend a considerable part of his time away from the institute in securing the funds necessary to carry on the work among the first to greet me at the institute was mr j h washington the brother of dr washington and for many years general superintendent of industries who has had a great deal to do with the physical development of the institute in all of its phases he joined his brother a few years after the work began and has ever since given himself unreservedly to the interests of the institute the confidence and devotion of the two brothers was touchingly beautiful he has recently been obliged to give up active responsibility but is nevertheless just as much interested in every aspect of the institute's work it is a pleasure and benediction for teachers and students to see him about the grounds and his advice and counsel are still found very valuable on many matters touching the interests of the institute during the interval between dr washington's death and the inauguration of the new principal the responsibilities of this post devolved upon the vice principal and treasurer mr warren logan mr logan came to the institute at mr washington's invitation two years after mr washington himself came he like mr j h washington was a graduate of hampton institute mr logan had been teaching school in maryland he had not been at the institute long before the acute financial needs which mr washington continually faced in the early years of the school led him to ask mr logan if he had any money mr logan answered that he at seventy-five dollars and seventy-five dollars was a great deal in those days in the hands of a colored school teacher it represented i think mr logan's savings for two years dr washington forthwith borrowed it and put it into the work of the institute mr logan through all these years has stood by the school with the same spirit of self-sacrifice and as treasurer has husbanded its finances in every possible way dr washington once mentioned to dr frissel and myself that tuskegee would not have been possible had he not had the help of mr logan he has held about every position in the school treasurer business manager director of the academic department and almost from the beginning has acted as principal in dr washington's absence during the interim when he served as acting principal the school went on with its accustomed smoothness the casual observer would scarcely have known that dr washington himself was not living and present long before the death of dr washington i had known of the great service of mrs washington to the institute as dean of women which began many years before she became mrs washington she has been a tremendous force in the development of the school sharing without reserve the many and increasing burdens which the rapid growth of the school made necessary while her special work has been the direction of girls industries at dorothy hall she has been no less active and helpful in all of the other workings of the organization she has stood by the work since her husband's death as she had done before with a loyalty and devotion to the best interests of tuskegee that have known no abatement in assuming the duties of principal i very naturally came into close and intimate contact with mr Emmett j scott who for many years served as private secretary to dr washington and later as secretary of the institution i found him to be a rarely competent and painstaking executive no one at the institute knew more about the varied and peculiar activities which tuskegee fostered outside of the school proper or sense more clearly what tuskegee's attitude should be touching public questions generally it was with the help of mr scott that dr washington was able to build up the very effective executive machinery of the institute and to develop his wide field of public activity in the various other departments of the institute i found that dr washington had gathered about him men each of whom had a clear and firm grasp on his own particular branch of the work in the department of mechanical industries mr robert r taylor was carrying forward his work with admirable efficiency professor george w carver in agricultural research and experimental work was accomplishing results that were attracting attention throughout the south and in other parts of the world the institute hospital in charge of dr john a kenney i found to be one of the most useful and efficient departments of the work the department of accounting in charge of mr charles h gibson and the boys department with major julius p ramsey as commandant were along with others under the direction of very capable men all of whom were most loyal to dr washington and cooperated very heartily with the incoming principal i know of no educational institution whose board of trustees takes a more active and personal interest in its work than is true of the trustees of tuskegee institute an institution is truly fortunate when men of the type of mr william g wilcox formerly chairman of the board of education of new york city and representing large business interests there are willing to give so much of their time and thought to the internal affairs of a school like tuskegee it was soon after my own coming to tuskegee that mr wilcox consented to accept the chairmanship of the board of trustees following the death of mr Seth Lowe. among those associated with mr wilcox on the board of trustees are such men as mr frank trumbull chairman of the board of directors of the chesapeake and ohio as well as several other railroads mr julius rosenwald president of sears roebuck and company chicago dr william j scheiflin of new york mr charles e mason of boston and mr william m scott of philadelphia these gentlemen have been untiring in their efforts to sustain the work of the institute and have responded to every call upon their time and energy which the principle has made upon them not only these men but the wives of many of them have been equally interested and responsive to the needs of tuskegee we owe the john a andrew memorial hospital to mrs charles e mason and much of the equipment of the girls industries as well as for their dormitories to the thoughtful interest of mrs william g wilcox and mrs julius rosenwald in many ways these ladies have manifested a keen and discriminating interest in all the activities for girls at the institute that has been most helpful to their proper development this is true also of mrs sethlow who during the time when her husband was chairman of the board of trustees accompanied him on his visits to the institute and concerned herself personally about the health and comfort of the girls of course it was not easy to give up a life and environment in which one had spent more than twenty-five years under very pleasant circumstances it meant the severance of very close and intimate ties and the giving up of a work not only within but also without hampton institute that had taken a very strong hold upon my sympathies and to which i was giving my best thought and endeavour mrs moton felt the change quite as keenly as i did and in some ways was more reluctant about severing our connection with the work of hampton institute than i was it was a source of satisfaction to both of us at hampton to be near our parents who are well advanced in years between my own mother and myself there has always been a real companionship such as has not developed between her and the other children which was due in all probability to the fact that for some years both prior to and after my father's death and until she married again many of the responsibilities of the household notwithstanding my youth i was obliged to share there are seven of us four boys and three girls three besides myself attended school at hampton and all are married and succeeding in a way that is very pleasing to my mother one of them joshua e planton is in educational work at penn school in south carolina where he holds a responsible position in a unique institution my mother even now exerts a very strong influence over all of her children and any one of them would hesitate to follow a course of which she had expressed disapproval following the inauguration mrs moton and i took up life at tuskegee in very much the same way that we had lived at hampton we established our home amid very pleasant surroundings where mrs moton and our four children two girls and two boys have grown to be just as happy and contented as they were at hampton while the two institutions are very much alike there are some aspects in which they are quite unlike at tuskegee we have the unique situation of a large institution really a community of about three thousand colored people conducting and directing all of the activities incident to their daily life while there have always been the pleasantest relations with the white people of the town of tuskegee and the county as well the school community is as separate and distinct in its daily activities as if they were many miles apart visitors to the institute white as well as colored generally find it a matter of interest and pride to observe here a well-ordered institution entirely and successfully directed by negroes it was just after the close of this first year's work that tuskegee sustained one of its greatest losses in the death of dr frissel the one man excepting dr washington himself who in the last thirty years has been most active and helpful in negro education there was scarcely a man in the country more genuinely loved respected by people of both sections and races than dr frissel for thirty-seven years he was a worker at hampton first as chaplain and vice-principal and after general armstrong's death in eighteen ninety three as principal under his quiet unassuming leadership hampton institute grew not only physically but in influence and power among blacks and whites throughout the land he stood shoulder to shoulder with dr washington in all movements touching the best interests of the south there was never between the two any semblance of misunderstanding or rivalry dr washington was always glad by word or deed to serve hampton and dr frissell gladly used every opportunity to do the same for tuskegee but it is better to let these two friends one white one black each express in his own words his affectionate regard for the other his was a wonderful life of faith i believe that no man without a belief in an overruling providence could ever have stood what booker t washington stood could ever have endured what he endured he believed the down underneath what sometimes seemed like prejudice there was a heart of love and he found that heart h b frissel dr frissel is one of the rarest human souls that any one can know he gives himself body mind and soul to the service of others i've never met a man of such rare unselfishness and such rare modesty b t washington i share with dr washington his appreciation of dr after many years of intimate association with him as pupil and co-worker i am free to say that no one has influenced my life to the extent that is true of dr and to him is very largely due the credit for any success i may have had at hampton or at tuskegee or elsewhere i think this would be said also by thousands of other men and women who as students were fortunate enough to come under the influence of his quiet modest patient forceful personality almost the last words of dr washington to me in a new york hospital three days before his death were about dr Frissell's health when he expressed the hope that dr frissell might be spared for many years to our race and country it is hard for one not intimately associated with the two men to appreciate the real love and genuine affection existing between them they both worked and sacrificed with one unselfish purpose and for one absorbing and inspiring cause the bringing to pass of the kingdom of god on earth mr frank trumbull in an address at tuskegee referred to mr Ogden mr lowe dr washington and dr fristle as a very remarkable quartet it was a remarkable group courageous unselfish soldiers they were patiently wisely unselfishly fighting for broader sympathy and more thorough understanding between men of all races after careful and painstaking search dr james e gregg of pittsfield massachusetts was called to be the principal of hampton institute and the trustees have been most fortunate in finding a man who with great vigour and wisdom has assumed the responsibility of carrying forward that work dr gregg has manifested at hampton the spirit so characteristic of his predecessors which is so much needed in the social and economic readjustments of the nation just now tuskegee and hampton have always worked in closest sympathy they cannot do otherwise in the future the placing of such a man as dr gregg at the head of hampton and the election of the principal of tuskegee institute as a trustee of hampton will ensure equally as great and helpful cooperation between the two schools as in the past and will also i hope help in bringing about greater sympathy and cooperation in all efforts for negro education chapter ten